Welcome to the All Manner of Things podcast. This is our monthly manner for August 2019. My name's Peter. And I'm Shondell. This is the All Manner of Things podcast. The podcast where we talk about board games. And this month, what we've been up to. Okay, so where do you want to start? With the big damn crate? Sure, the big damn crate. Uh, I've taken some time off work, as you do, and decided to make this part of my uh, project to get this box stained and ready to um, fit all the components in. And you also put a layer of lacquer over there outside as well, didn't you? True, true. Learning all Looking about all very this. very nice. Yes. Well, well, there are going to be some photos on Instagram so you can add it if you like the look of it. Broken Token is a very professional website and... Uh, Great stuff as it was, well. It was interesting putting it together because it said that you had to glue pretty much everything together. We glued the outside box because that was the big heavy part that we wanted to make sure it didn't fall apart. Yep. Um, but after that, everything fits so snugly, it just didn't feel like anything actually really needed was, to be glued. There was glued. another small little component that we needed to glue together. But, you know, you've yeah. got to think about it's wood we're dealing with. You know, wood isn't exactly, you know, it and turns it splinters you know so, so what they've done with laser cutter of some sort amazing and it fits together as you said with very little glue stained ours you don't need to stain it but uh, we put it together in uh, probably a couple of hours yeah spread over different days because of the oh putting it together probably was a couple of yeah, hours so but I'm it saying, was the um yeah stained stained it all before we put it together and lacquered it afterwards because the lacquer yeah. was just for the outside layer that was the big part of it we want to make sure we did a really good job of it but so. we got it all finished before my birthday which meant for my birthday we played a game of firefly and we played i, I also got as part of my birthday present the jet wash expansion to firefly um, which is one of the few that we don't have. I think now we're only missing the Esmeralda expansion yep. and then we'll have them all. Um, but and that'll fit quite nicely in the box as well. Exactly. There's, there's a couple of empty spaces there that uh, definitely that need, need to be, be filled. filled up. Yep. yep. Um, we've even got the mat. Instead of putting several boards together from several different expansions, there's a mat you can buy. We've even got that. Yep. Yes, the Jet Wash expansion came with a really interesting, I think it was the setup. Purchase. But the story card might have been from a different expansion. Yeah. I can't remember which. But we played a very interesting setup and a very interesting story card and it was a lot of fun. It was quite different to the other ones we've played before. So if you have played Firefly and usually they have goals, this one didn't have goals so much as just trying to earn the most money. But there was bonuses for dealing with particular contacts and it was a lot of fun. Always and enjoyable game. It forced you to do a lot of misbehaving as well. This it did. Particular. It did. And you had um, you had to deal with someone had to deal with Niska. <laughs> we, we tend to try and avoid dealing with Niska because he's his jobs are usually immoral and illegal and require a lot of misbehaving and they're just tricky jobs, even though they pay well. But no, you were forced to in this game deal with Niska, which made yeah made it interesting, made it fun. I won. 
by the way. I didn't think you were going to. That no. came out of nowhere. Yes. We all thought my brother was going to win and then when we actually added up the money at the end of the game, I won. Um, look, normally I don't brag when I win a game, but I love this game and I get so distracted with immersing myself in the world that I always forget to actually play the game. So this time I actually played the game and won and, well, I still got distracted being immersed in the world. But, yeah, so it's probably – I think it's the first time I've ever won this game. It's pretty exciting for me. Oops. <laughs> We've also purchased a coffee frother, milk frother, I should say, which means that we can now have our sit down and do our podcast with a nice frothy milk. Yeah, I was going to say it makes it feel like it's more of a work atmosphere when you sit down with a froth, even though it's just instant coffee, it's frothy. And I was going to say, you know, it makes it more professional, except for the fact that we're doing a podcast, so it really doesn't. So <laughs> no. if, we, if you hear us slurping or... Pauses um, where we're actually just scooping yep. off the... Or it sounds like... Um, and ah, that's just us enjoying our coffees in the background which we probably should have done before starting the podcast oh well it's okay so yeah that was a big one of the big things things. yeah the milk frother was definitely i was trying to tie it back to the big damn crate so what other games did we play this month well while we're talking about my birth the Birthday. I've just realised I introduced myself. I like segued to myself. That's why I stumbled. So I'm like, well, um, that was where you were supposed to jump in, but But I jumped in on myself. My mind was blank. I was like, what did we play? I I know what we played. Well, let me tell you what we played. Another gift for your birthday was uh, Codenames Harry Harry Potter Potter edition. I'm a big Harry Potter fan and so when it came to Codenames and I saw there was a Harry Potter edition, that's the one I wanted. And it is a lot of fun. I'm very much enjoying this game. We're playing mostly with the pictures. I think at this stage it's a bit easier because Peter is not as familiar with Harry Potter as I am. No, it's true to say that, anything really. But I do remember watching the movies maybe once or twice at most. The early ones I've seen a lot more. But on the whole, uh, I think I've read two or three of the books as well. And I have listened to half an audiobook. I don't know. I'm there somewhere in between. But the, those end movies, uh, I think I've only watched once and kind of forgotten. I can't tell you too much more than if I see a picture, I'm like, oh, I remember that scene. So, yeah. It, yeah. It, but it still help, works. The pictures help to trigger. Look, it still works is what I'm trying to get to. You know, you can have an expert Harry Potter person and you can have a novice like me and you can still have fun playing this game. It's great. In fact, um, I think it's better than, than the, code the code names. That's what I was just going to say. So the Harry Potter version of code names is based on code names duet, which is the two-player variant version that you can buy and it is definitely better I think than the I mean if you've got enough people to play in a team um, then you can play the original code names and that's great but this one it really forces you because what the duet well okay I don't know for sure for the duet one but these rules are based on duets so for the Harry Potter one there is a a number of time turners because it's Harry Potter themed, which is the round sort of like the number of rounds that you have to get all the order of the Phoenix operatives identified. Now this is different to code names because it forces you to think of at least two cards for every single clue. Sometimes when you're playing code names, you get a bit lazy and you just do one 
like one clue for one card. And if both teams are doing that, that's fine. But it kind of loses the essence of the game. This way of doing it with a limited number of rounds really forces you to think, how can I combine several different of these ones by one clue to get you? And it it just makes it really fun and challenging. And, you know, um, there are moments when I am very proud of some of the clues that I've given, especially when Shondal gets it. And I'm like, yeah. Do you remember a... Well, you can tell it better than I do because I'll just say it's it's a, it's a, a deer and a uh, some spell, but you know the words. Yeah, so he gave the clue deer, reindeer, reindeer actually. Yeah. And one of the words was Christmas, yeah. so that was easy enough. And then the other one was Patronus. Yes. Which tied in with Harry's Patronus being a deer. So it was quite easy for me to get that, and Pete was very proud of that clue. So that was two with one. Um, word, which was, yeah, it was very cleverly done. It's been very enjoyable. We've played it. Played it probably more times than we should have played it. I and mean, that's to say something because we needed to play a variety of games this month, especially try and fit in Colt Express. And instead, we played Harry Potter code names about 10 times. Probably 10 times, yeah. Um, but it was my birthday month and it was my call. So. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed myself. That's what it's all about. And the other thing is that this Harry Potter one comes with a challenge sheet, which we haven't got up to yet because we cannot crack it. We cannot crack it in the number of turns that you need to before you – like there's – I think it's 10 turns and then there's two bonus turns in case you're not getting it in the 10 turns. And we can do it within the 12, but we're really struggling to do it within the 10. Once you start solving it within the 10, then you can move on to these challenge cards. And I haven't actually read yet how they work, but it's pretty cool that they have these sheets that you can go through and do little challenges after you can crack it. And then, you know, it keeps keeps the game going. It keeps it alive. replayability because once you start getting – I mean, there are a lot of picture cards, but more than that, there are a lot of – Cards, the cards will give you what, which, which ones are the... Oh, yeah, the code, the... There, there's insane yeah, the number grids. of combinations yeah. on that. And you would never, you would never no. draw the same one twice. Because even if you flipped it upside down, that's a completely different order. Yeah. So it's strange. But anyway, um, yeah, there's a massive replayability in this. But to think and there's not only challenges that, involved as well, yeah. it takes it to a new level. Not only that, it has... The Harry Potter version has pictures on one side of the cards and words on the other side of the cards so that, you know, you can play all pictures and then once you get better at it, you can play all words and then you can mix it up and play half pictures and half words and, you know, it just gives you more, again, more variety with this game. I just want to say quickly, if you haven't played Codenames and you have no idea what we're talking about, basically you lay out a grid of cards with words or pictures on them and you have a little secret um, grid, the one that Pete was talking about that there's tons of in this game that only you can see that tells you which one of those cards are, in this case, Order of the Phoenix operatives, uh, which ones are just innocent. Guys. Pardon? Guys. Yes, sorry. <laughs> which ones are just Ministry of Magic people? So those are like your civilians. And then there's one who is a Death Eater. Um, Bad guys. Yep, which is the assassin in the original code names. And you need to give clues in the form of one word and one number to get uh, the other person to find all the good guys and not find the bad guy. And if you find a couple of innocent bystander citizens, whatever, yeah. along the way, no, that's no. okay. But so the one word and one number is a word such as reindeer and the number is the number of cards you're referring to. So reindeer two was Pete's clue. 
But yeah, so that's how code names pretty much works. And yeah, the Harry Potter version is a lot of fun. What other games have we played this month? Well, hey, that's Glad my you fish. That <laughs> hey, that's my fish. So you're turn to talk because you played this at a games night last I night. I did, and it was a fantastic night. It was last night that we played it, and a lot of fun. There's more than one person said it was their favourite game of the night, which is great to hear, and they're going to go off and, and buy it which is always awesome because we kind of get a say in which games we're going to play on the night as long as it matches the theme of the night, which in this case was uh, pretty much all ages, quick gameplay. Yep. By the way, this is, a, um, this is a games night where people pay to come along to. That's why Pete's saying you get a say in it because if it's a games night at a friend's house, you always no, get a say no, in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it. It's a formally organised Yeah, uh, at, a, at a cafe. It's yeah, a game cafe yeah. evening. Yeah, so I set this game up and put it to, I think, probably seven different times and played it about 15. So that just shows you a couple, as soon as people had finished playing, they wanted to play it again, which is great. Again, showing the replayability and that it's also not just Also, the one a weakness game. of this game, which is how long it takes to set it up. It sets up. <laughs> it's I, a great game, but the setup takes time. And I lost count how many times. And it goes for rows of seven, then eight, then seven, then eight, then seven, then eight. So you start off with a whole bunch of hex tiles. And on these hex tiles are three different types of fish, values of three, two, and one. And you are assigned a set number of penguins. Now, if that's dependent on how many players there are. So if there's four players, you're going to end up with two penguins. However, if there's two penguins, you're going to end up with Sorry, if there's two players, you'll end up with four penguins. On your turn, you move your penguin in a straight line, so long as it's not being blocked by a penguin or uh, there's no ice in that area, as little as far as direction as you want. And wherever you left off is the tile that you take. So you take that tile which has a certain number of fish on it. And the idea is that once the, the iceberg gets smaller and smaller, as you take more tiles off, as you move your penguins around, and at, when you can't move your penguins anymore, you count up the tiles, and whoever has the most number of fish on the tiles wins. And, yeah, that was it's fun. It's a fun little game. And it's a great night. Actually, well. it's also a really addictive game. It's one of those games where you play and then you're like oh I get it now let's set up again and play again there was this nine-year-old girl who sat at the table and probably had about six games yeah. of the 15 and she just she just didn't want to leave she got it she loved the game she liked the the theme of it and when other people ran off to crokinole and other games like that and pitch car she was like no nah. she was quite confident and happy to sit there and, you know, touted her as being the champion. Any any other, you know, people that came and went, you know, <laughs> she was the one to beat the grandmaster um, of, hey, that's my fish. So, yeah, really good. And, you know, it's funny because, like, like you said, she was nine. And then when my um, stepdad visited us recently, and he is a lot older than nine, um, <laughs> <laughs> and we taught it to him, and he was the same. He was like, oh, yeah. let's play it again. Yeah. Oh, let's play it again. Like he just really got into the game. Like it's simple and yet it's still very fun to play. 
as, you know, as you said, the only, only gripe about it is a setup time. You know, it can take longer to set up than it, well, not, not longer to, to play. It, it, it takes maybe about 10, 15 minutes to play and to set up takes about two minutes. But it just feels it. tedious. Yeah, it does. Because it's just lining up tiles and rows. Actually trying to get to sleep last night after playing that game, you're all like amped and thinking about it. And I was thinking about a machine that would be able to slay out those textiles <laughs> properly. So just drop it down into a chute and out they spit in the right order and stuff. Yeah, it's, I'm not going to sell it. It's okay. <laughs> and apparently, according to one of the girls, teenage girls, you know, obviously, uh, there's an app out there as well i did not know that but of course there is and of course it does setting up of all for you you know so you don't need to worry about it anyway something to look for yes another game we played i'm trying to work out which i'm trying to read your mind as which game you're thinking of but i'm gonna go with blue lagoon yes good blue lagoon i completely forgot blue lagoon so great excellent so blue lagoon is one of the games we bought in the epic hall from the other cafe game night we went to i went to a few months ago where we bought Bulk games because we hadn't bought games in a while. Seven games, I think it was. Something like that, yeah. So we picked up this one, and we've been trying. We've been trying to string them out a little bit, so not play them all at once. So this is the first time we played this one. We bought it pretty much because it was such a good bargain, and we didn't really know anything about it. And we read the rules, and it sounded very simple. It's very. It's just you know you put your you put your marker on the board somewhere to claim some space if you happen to land on one of the well, you've got spots like that have resources you pick up that resource and like 20 markers don't you oh there's 25 i think yeah, even yeah. yeah you have a lot of markers and you've also got little huts as well yep. which play exactly the same as your markers so yep. yeah and then you get bonus points at the end of the round for because it's a the border's I mean, it's just one set board, but there's eight little islands on there. So you get bonus points for how many islands you manage to get people on and how many islands you can string together with a chain of your people and the different resources that you collect, whether you collect one of every resource, how many, whether you collect bulk of one resource, all different bonuses for those sorts of things. At first we're like, oh, that sounds very, very simple. The game sounds very simple. Yep, so there's also two phases yeah. to it, um, but I won't go into that. But And we're like, okay, so we started playing. And one and round first, like, went in. Let's yeah. just throw down these people. Oh, it's probably the yeah, first like three or four two. people we put exactly. down. We're like, yeah, okay, I'll put down this person. I, yeah, I take this resource, put down this person. And then we started to click and we're like, hard on. And the, the funny thing is the more you play board games, the faster you click because you think, oh, I'm what, what's, what am I missing? Or how can I, if I move this position, you know, I could get myself an extra fish. Or I could get myself an extra resource, or I could yep. do this or that. Yep. Or and if I put, I think the thing was, if I put this person down here, then I'm close enough to that resource that I could get it at yep. any moment. Yes. So then we started going. Well, I should really be laying my people out all over the board and not collecting the resources until later when I'm forced to, exactly. so that I can kind of get into position where I'm best lined up to claim all these resources. You know, it was this whole new thing opened up mm. once you start playing. Mm going, this is crazy. And the second phase, so um, which plays a little bit different to the first phase, it's essentially two games. So you play one game, you score it, and then you play the second game, which they call the second phase. And you put your pieces down in a slightly different way for the second phase. And that became a whole new game when we played the second one. So the first exactly. the first phase we were putting pieces down at the start and then, we're like, then we started to click. And then we moved on to the next phase. We're like, oh, this is, this is different again. This, this could be analysis paralysis game 
For sure. Yeah, because it just... Just sit there and look at it and go... Oh. For such what read is a really simple set of rules, when you actually start playing, it really... We started getting excited and yeah, thinking yeah. about the possibilities of what if I did this, what if I did this, and yeah, it was really enjoyable. So that was one of the games we were umming and ahhing about. We weren't even that confident about yeah, getting it. Yeah, we didn't it. really know anything about it, but it was a good price and we thought, eh, why not? Yeah. Let's give it a try. I'm glad we did because I really enjoyed playing that. Was that an X-Demo? Yes. It was an X-Demo. Yes, and so the reason we know is because the person who oh, yes, demoed it in the past. Yes, um, did a really good d- thing for us. Yes, they went on to Board Game Geek. They do this for all their games. They go on to Board Game Geek. They have a look at all the files that people have put up there for little like um, different scoring, better scoring sheets and things like that. And they, they download them and print them off and they put them in the box. And we have all these excellent things that people have made up and put on board game geek sitting ready for us in the box which was great so if you don't do that for your games i mean we don't do it for a lot of our games but whenever we open a game that this particular person has played before and it's already there we're like we should do this more often because it's really good stuff that people put up there to the other game we played this month that game is Colts Express. Colts Express, yes. I'm glad you remember that because yeah, I, I was, was thinking going, about it. <laughs> so I was throwing it over to you because I'm like, I know we played another game, but I can't remember what it was. Uh, and this was the game that we said we were going to play to you um, because of the board game geek, geek random board game selection. So a lot of fun, this game, but... Played the expert variant. It, we did because that was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It kind of left us. We, firstly, let's just say when we heard that we we're playing uh, Colts Express, we both cheered. I believe yep, in last we were pretty month. Pretty excited. Pretty excited because it's a great game and we enjoy it a lot. Uh, playing the two-player variant, it, it's a little different. Yeah, but we've played it before. We, we, we still enjoy yeah, playing the yeah, two-player yeah. variant, and it's good. Um, but the expert one is. It left us frustrated. I think at the end, limited in the number of options that you could choose. I think at the end, I was just getting my characters to punch and shoot because I was frustrated and I just wanted to punch something. (laughs) (laughs) Because the expert variant, you don't reshuffle your cards after every round, which meant that you had to wait to get through all your cards, to get the actions you already used back. And given that there's a limited number of actions, a very limited number of cards that let you pick up loot, it felt like we were running all around the train, not doing anything, not actually picking stuff up. So to briefly explain... Like completely what, useless yeah, thieves. But, but to briefly explain what Coles Express is, it's a three-dimensional train that sits like, literally build this train from bits of cardboard and put it together pretty much the same way we did the box for Firefly. And you lay it out. It's got front of the engine as well, like a um, forget my, forgive locomotive. my a locomotive, locomotive. And, and a caboose at the end. And you've got all the, the train passenger um, sections as well. So your role uh, is uh, you take one of the character cards, uh, which has got a... Um, six bullets on it you hand out to people if ever you shoot them and you also end up with movement cards move left move um up or down and so move left or right move up or down punch shoot pick up loot, pick up loot and move the sheriff yep. in the expansion marshal. that we have move the marshal yeah in the expansion that we have which is the 
uh, horses and stagecoach expansion one there's also a stagecoach and horses so you get an extra card where you can jump on a horse on the side of the train and scoot up or down four spaces into another caboose and the idea is to steal the most carriage i should say another carriage the idea is to steal the most loot so really you want to be going into the carriages, stealing loot. You're shooting and punching other people to try and make it harder for them to steal yep. loot. You, 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 as you punch them, they drop loot. Uh, or as you or sorry, as you punch them, they also move. And as you move the sheriff, they move as, as well. So where you think you are moving to, because it's quite a programming style game where you go, I want to move my character left, right, up, down, pick up the loot and throw a punch. But what happens in reality is that you get punched at one point and you're moving completely different areas to where you thought you were doing and picking up nothing and punching nothing. Or like the game that we played, you assume someone's put down a card to move somewhere and then they end up moving somewhere else. In the meantime, you're predicting they're going to be there and punching them, which is what I was doing. And I was punching thin air and I also expected them to punch me and move me into a different carriage. So I was picking up stuff that I thought was there that wasn't. And yeah, it becomes a very interesting game. Um, If you want to know more about it, we have done a review of that. It was one of our very earliest reviews. And we have reviewed the Horses and Stagecoach expansion as well, I believe. Yes, we have. Yeah. Both of those can be found in go back through the archives of all manner of things. But the expert variant limits your actions significantly it, it feels it, it, it makes it more challenging let's say that you have to know which cards you've already played and you have to realize that you're not going to see those cards anytime soon so if you've got a pickup from one of your characters uh, action which you're only allowed one of those in the deck and you've got that in your hand it you're better be in a good spot or you better draw three cards um, in order to see whether you can put yourself in a position to pick up something. Yep. As, as an example. So those were all the games we, but we have got it still, actually I should say, we have got it still set up on the table and we're planning on playing it again today, I think. So just before the end of the month, we're recording this on the 31st. Um, so we will get a couple of games in because we want to play it again without the expert variant. Yes. Because we yes. do really enjoy the game, but the expert variant frustrated us. Absolutely. We won't be playing that one again. I don't oh, look, think. it may play better with more players. True, true. So, yeah, we'll see. Okay, so from games played to games purchased. Now, last mm. night at the Game Cafe event, because there's always a sale table, you picked up a couple of games. I did. Now, we've got a thing going on at the moment where I'll take a photo of the games that are on the game table, give you an opportunity to do a bit of research, see whether it's worth our while, see whether the games pique your interest, and while playing or, or teaching uh, other people to play I can scoot over to the game table it hasn't been purchased yet I would pick them up and we had our eye on a game called Selenia now I just want to say at this point we learned about Selenia through watching a review from a, a YouTube review from a company that I had never seen before called Tantrum House and it was a really brilliant review so if you want to see some good reviews, I don't know what else the review is. It's the only one I've ever seen of theirs, but they do a good review of Selenia. 
And yeah, it's very professional, very direct and to the point, which we kind of like in yep. a review, give you a basic idea of how to play, which we also like her in a review. So yeah, I just wanted to give them a shout out and say, if you're looking for a good review, that's a good place to go. Yep. So yeah, so we were looking at this particular board game, mentioned it, you mentioned it to me a little while ago. And I was like, okay, if I see it and it's on the board game shelf, uh, on the sales shelf, I will uh, have a go at picking it up. So I went there and I saw it there, took a photo of it and said, hey, this is it, this is the one. And you're like, yeah, let's, let's, get, let's get it, let's get it. And by the time I got that message, I was already through teaching, uh, hey, that's my fish. I came back to the table and it was gone. I was like, oh my goodness, this is not, <laughs> of all the games that they could have taken. So I was like, oh, what else could I buy? I'll buy six minute. Nimit. Nimit. Six nimit. I think it's take six or six takes is the English version. But generally it's sold with the German name. I think it's German. Nimit. Great game. And I'm sure we'll do a little bit of a review of it, maybe in a combination with other other small card games. Yeah, it might it's be a an small idea. Quick filler game. Yeah, so it might be an idea that we do one or two, put two together for a review, or or just keep a short one. Uh, so very good game, and uh, picked it up for a reasonable price, which is excellent. The thing with Six Nymphed is the box says three to ten players. Three to, three to ten, yeah, I think um, so. But if you go on Board Game Geek, it says two to ten. And we've played it as a two-player before and it works as a two-player game. So I don't know why they haven't got it advertised as a two-player game because there are some games advertised as two-player games that do not work. But this one does. So a lot of the little filler card, quick card games we've got, unfortunately, are for a higher player count, which is why we had our eye on this one because it can be played with a lower player count, which is great. Yep. So, and, so at the end of the day, I was telling um, the person who's hosting the games night about, oh, I'm really bummed that the fact that I didn't get this, this uh, Selenia and I looked on the board game shelf uh, or table and it was there. So someone had taken it off, walked around with it for a bit, decided they weren't going to buy it and put it back on the table. So I scooped it up. So we have two games that I came home with. Selenia and Six Nymphed which we will be putting on our list of games that we get to look forward to playing in the next few months. Very exciting for us. Okay, so going through the checklist of monthly manner things, um, we've got all manner of things update, podcast, website, social media. Um, look, I've taken three, three weeks off. And we thought, we did tell you last month that we were going to have a lot more action with all manner of things during this time because Pete had time off. It's not that we lied. It's that we just were a little bit too optimistic. Let's put it that way. We prioritised ourselves a little bit. Like um, The priority went to building the big damn crate. Let's face it. It did. That's where pretty much all the time went. And I'm not like I'm, I know my way around a screwdriver. You know, I know the pointy end and I know the, the bit that, you turn, you put your hand on to turn. Although the I can big damn crate doesn't have anything that needs a screwdriver. It needs a mallet. So if you do need to bring something along with you to a um, like a broken token uh, build, then bring a mallet. So it just give things a, a light tap. Anyway, uh, yeah, good fun. 
and uh, enjoyed making that crate. <laughs> but it did take me a long time to do it, probably longer than if somebody else who has the skills. Also, we could only do it after the baby went down at night time. Yeah, true. So true. it was a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit there. Yeah. But we got through it. So, yes, no no podcasts release, no work on the website, no social media updates. We apologise for that. We are going to keep we keep doing this one. We'll keep promising we, you yeah, these things and we'll keep, keep breaking our promises. Yeah, no. Okay, how about we not promise it? We'll keep trying. We're going to keep trying. At least we keep putting out this monthly one, which has been working well for us because otherwise you'd get nothing. Uh, yeah, so that's the All Manner of Things update. And I believe that leads us on to game from app. Now, I actually came prepared now. I have my phone next to me. I don't need to run off and pick it up. And I actually have it open on the random game app generator. So, game. It is Five Fly the Game. <laughs> <laughs> we did actually put a little side note. When we do this, if we ever get... Firefly, because it's such a big epic game, we're going to have to pick another game. This was the Pirates and Bounty Hunters expansion. Because we have so many expansions to this game... It's more likely to come up. It's more likely to come up. That and Sentinels in the Multiverse as well, because there's a lot of expansions we purchased. Anyway, random game, Alt Express, (laughs) which we played already. So let's try third time. Lucky, random game. Water deep. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny because we get excited every time that we have like a random game come up and it's just, it's more just reminding us what's in our collection and going, yeah, that's a great game. We haven't played that in a while. Yep. So there you go. So for the month of September. Sorry, I'm putting the phone down on the table. Carry on. For the month of September, we will be playing Lords of Waterdeep. We will be trying very, very hard to get some content out for all manner of things. But we will be continuing to play games. Which is the most important thing. Play the games, have fun, and whatever happens outside of that, happens. You've been listening to the All Manner of Things podcast. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us podcast at allmannerofthings.com or alternatively you can visit our website at www.allmannerofthings.com thanks for listening bye